Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. All the talk about plurals last time got us thinking about S's in general. So what we're actually going to be talking about, and then we're going to cut to an email a little later on, which is what really generated it, but what we call them apostatic apostrophes. It's when possessives get confusing. Apostrophe S's is the subject du jour. (laughs) But before we start, could I open with something, uh, sort of an interesting little uh, side note? on words i was coming back we had a either a very early american thanksgiving or a very late canadian thanksgiving because of various scheduling issues and i was coming back stuffed with food and sly my wife was driving and i was reading an article in in the same stuffy magazine that i had mentioned online i was reading it uh that i had mentioned last week where they got sewn confused s-o-w-n and s-e-w-n and they were talking about hypersonic missiles some sort of dangerous new missile that the, apparently the Chinese have or whatever. And I got to wondering, do you guys know the difference between hypersonic and supersonic? I thought it just sounded flashier. <laughs> well, I would have, I thought that hyper sounds faster than super to me. This is where it got me really... That, exactly. Thank you, Kathy, for perfectly setting it up. Uh, this is where I'm I got wrong, sort of curious. Huh? <laughs> no, you're right. You're actually oh, you're okay. correct. <laughs> Oh. But you're correct for the wrong reason. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'll just take the correct. Yeah, okay? that's right. <laughs> take the win and go I'm, home. I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what interested me because hyper and super both come from the same early root, uh, uper or uber in um, Proto-Indo-European, the sort of grand, great, great, great grandmother of of most modern languages in Europe. And it got into Latin as super and into Greek as hyper. But the origin is exactly the same. However, and here's where Kathy is right. I looked it up. Hypersonic is indeed faster than supersonic. Hyper, if you guys want to get to the, into the whole thing, I'll, I'll bore you for one more second. Apparently, um, when a plane or a, a missile or whatever goes above what's called Mach 5 in terms of speed, Mach is, is the speed of sound, Mach 1 is the speed of sound, Mach 5 is five times the speed of sound. When it goes above that, metals start melting, I guess because of friction. So when they go above Mach 5, it's called hypersonic. Below Mach 5 is called supersonic if it's ahead of Mach 1. So the, I, I didn't I know that. I use a Mach 3 Gillette Razor. So I'm wondering, <laughs> what is it doing to well, my legs? <laughs> well, it's not melting them unless you go to Mach 5. I think that's super shaving. And then if you go above <laughs> Mach 5, you're hyper shaving. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then I'm going to throw one more thing out, which I got. It's funny when you're in a car and traffic, you just start you know looking at stuff. I wondered also, why is it Mach 1? Mach 2, because usually things are like, you know, one degree or two degrees or 10 degrees, or there's after a name, like there's a measurement of uh, pressure in air, and it's called a Pascal after the uh, philosopher, but it's called one Pascal, two Pascals, or whatever. Why is it not one Mach or two Machs? Yeah. Well, I have no idea, but I, I will say that, that 
Mach 1 and Mach 5 sounds cooler than one Mach or five Mach. That's what Mach. I was thinking. I was going for the It cool does. Factor. I think so, too. <laughs> but it turns out there's, there's some thought um, that it came because, uh, well, first of all, the guy Mach was a guy who was like big on... Um, Ernst Mach was some sort of physicist who was really interested in uh, sound shock waves and stuff. So it's named after him. But they think, they're not sure it comes from, and this is how language goes around. Uh, Ernst was either, I think, Austrian or German. But they think the usage of the word comes from um, America with Mark One, you know, Mark Twain, and uh, which is when they used to do soundings in the Mississippi. And they... Mark, you know, Mark, Mark Twain means Mark two only. Twain is an old fashioned word for two. So they think it just sort of drifted backwards. And so it sounded right. Isn't that cool? Huh? I thought Mark Twain was they marked the, like the, the, the rope. They do. And Twain means two. So a, a, a Mark, they would, they would do fathoms and Mark Twain would be two fathoms. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. I didn't either. So Mark Twain, the name literally means two fathoms in a way. So so Mark Mark Twain's name means two fathoms. Uh, Twain apostrophe S, which maybe will circle us all the way back around to where we're going today, which is, uh, as you said, possessives. Yep, we are. But first, Kath. <laughs> we have one more thing to do, Fletcher. This is, we decided to introduce a new segment that'll put you in the hot seat. Ooh. It's a Let's Stump Fletcher <laughs> mini quiz each time. What's that word? Okay, sometimes we figure it'll be pronunciation, sometimes etymology, sometimes, I don't know, anything, something else. But this time it's a, where'd it come from? What popular English name traces its origin back to ancient Egypt? One, Susan. Two, Sarah. Three, Sophia. And four, Savannah. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, if you get this right, we're going we're gonna to be very upset. We're going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to shut the show off right here. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you know my thought process right now. I've forgotten number one, so I'm going to eliminate that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat them again. Susan, Sarah, Sophia, Savannah. Okay, well, I, I want to choose between Sophia and Savannah. Um, I... I'm going to choose Savannah, and the reason is there are some place names in the South that are also related to Egypt, like Memphis. Uh, and so I'm just going to sort of extend from that and go for Savannah. Which one is it? Okay, Fletcher, you are wrong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and we are glad. <laughs> and the interesting thing is Kathy was wrong and Ross was wrong, too. <laughs> we all were wrong. And we all had different processes that are sort of similar to yours. I guessed, I think, Kathy, what did you guess? I guess Savannah because of uh, African plains right. called Savannah. Right. So it sounded to me like, you know, Africa, Egypt, and all that. And so I guess that. Kathy, how did you do your process? Okay, like you, I was I was torn between Sophia and Savannah. Uh, and since Ross picked Savannah, I had picked Sophia, but I was using because of the ancient Greek wisdom. And I thought, well, maybe the Sophia, as in the wisdom in the ancient Greek, somehow had something to do with ancient Egypt, too. Sure. Okay, now we have the answer. The answer is... Actually, let's do one last guess. Fletcher, you want to re-guess? <laughs> uh, then, then I'll go with Susan. Yep, you got it now. Oh, Fletcher God. is right. Yes. <laughs> I did not think it was going to be Sarah. And even though I'd forgotten that Susan was the first one, I wouldn't have chosen it anyway. So... It, it, <laughs> 
it's interesting because Susan is indeed the word. I never would have guessed it. But it comes from the ancient Egyptian word uh, session, which means lotus. And then it went into Hebrew as Shoshana, which I also didn't know was related, to lily. And then it came into Greek as Susanna, Latin Susanna, Old French as Suzanne, etc. Hmm. Now, the other interesting thing is that neither Kathy nor I again knew the origin of Savannah comes from um, a, an Arawak uh, Taino word from the Caribbean uh, indigenous, which means treeless plain. And it came and it was used in Florida originally as a tract of low lying marshy ground in the 1670s. Uh, the Spaniards used it earlier as Sabana in the 1550s, and then it came into English. And that was weird for all of us. Yeah, that's strange. How did that? How did we end up sticking that onto African plains then? Well, I think they saw plains, you know, when the um, Europeans came to Africa, I guess they saw plains and said, hey, it looks <laughs> sort of like Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a savanna if I ever saw one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Florida only with elephants, you know, I guess. I don't know. So now, Catherine. Okay, now we get to the plurals. So it all started, as we said, you know, last time we were talking about plurals. So you think about S's, and then you start thinking about apostrophes. We got an email from Carl in Chicago, who, uh, no offense, Carl, but he went a little nuts in the email. <laughs> he, said, he said, doesn't anyone know when to use an apostrophe anymore and when not to? For that matter, it's driving me crazy. Okay, so this, Carl, is for you. <laughs> okay, so do you want to quickly go, through, should we go quickly through the general rules and then we can go into the exceptions? Yeah. Okay, let's just rip through the general rules. The general rule for possessive of a singular noun is what do we do? We add an apostrophe and an S. Right. Example, the doctor's fee, doctor, and then R apostrophe S. Kathy's toy, Kathy Y apostrophe S toy. Okay, next. Okay, and then it gets a little confusing. When it's a plural noun, it's it's doctors, Ross said before. It's doctors with the S and just the apostrophe. Right. That that has been long the possessive of the plural it's just an apostrophe no apostrophe s but <laughs> well we have um when it's like mcdonald's mcdonald's is already with an apostrophe we don't do any apostrophe s for mcdonald's we don't add another the mcdonald's apostrophe s apostrophe s we just leave it as mcdonald's okay so you mean like if we're talking about mcdonald's menu right because the name of the business is mcdonald's apostrophe right. s but as you said we don't add an extra apostrophe s on top of that right no you don't do mcdonald's's right no okay and then we have the problem of kath you actually i think this is your turn to cover this aspect oh did i skip did i skip for goodness sake because that one always bothers me oh yeah this is one of the weird ones if the if a noun ends in an s sound this was weird they get an apostrophe after it only when they're followed by sake which i had never seen before so you do for goodness's sake is for goodness apostrophe sake and for conscience sake i think of goodness sake as as a non-apostrophed phrase personally so i have a problem with this but goodness is owning the sake so it is owning it, so it should have an apostrophe. It doesn't look right to me. I know that. I, I'm just saying, I, I find this very difficult. It, I've never written for goodness' sake. I've just said, for goodness' sake, oh, for goodness' sake. And I don't think mm -hmm. I've ever in my head had it with an apostrophe. Have you? Never. Never. 
Never. <laughs> That's why I gave it to Kathy because I hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, well, no one says it anymore. But I mean, really, that much. I mean, people say other things, but I don't think. I mean, I'm just. I don't think I really have ever seen it written with a with an apostrophe uh, after it. I mean, that's a Chicago manual style rule. Yeah, I, apostrophes really bother me, I have to say, in general. Uh, there is some talk, I mean, George Bernard Shaw years ago tried to get rid of them completely. And if you've ever read, uh, you know, early printings of his plays, they don't have apostrophes in them. And I, I, to some degree, I'm very sympathetic. I don't think we really necessarily need them in most cases. Anyway, moving on quickly, we go to the rule of uh, ownership, joint ownership, or whatever. If we have... This is uh, Sam and Jill and John and Mary's timeshare cottage. If we have it as, where do we put the apostrophe there, Fletcher? If they all own the same cottage. Uh, after, I guess after the last person. Right. Rather than putting it on every person. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we do put it on every person, this is a picture of Bill and Jane and John and Mary's uh, cottage. If um, if each of them owns a cottage, I think it's yeah, because then you would it. say so, Sam's, yeah. Jill's, John's, and Mary's cottages because they all yeah. have the, their individual cottages. So it's each time it's they possess one single cottage each. Now that can get a little confusing though because if you say Sam and Bill and John and Mary's cottage, this is a picture of that. It, it could mean that it's a picture of those three people and also Mary's cottage. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's no, right. This is wait, a picture say, of... Say that, no, no, wait. Say that again, Fletcher, please. This is a picture of Sam and Bill and John and Mary's cottage. Yes, it, it could, you're right. It could be a picture of Sam and Bill and John in front of Mary's cottage. Right. Yeah. Completely correct. Yes. Well, you're being very difficult. Well, I, that can get a little confusing there. It can. You're mm -hmm. absolutely right. But if we say this is a picture of Sam's and Bill's and John's and Mary's cottage, singular... Then, then we know it's a picture of the cottage that all four of them own. Mm -hmm. So in that in that case, it's a little more clear to to put the apostrophe s after each name. Sam and Jill's and John's and Mary's cottage. Yes, you can. Yes, but you don't have to. You can just do the single no. apostrophe for joint possession. Yeah, and that in that case, and in that case though, if you have cottages, if you put the cottage in plural. Then you then you're basically saying there are four cottages and each of them own. <laughs> where we get it. this is why I, 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 I want to seek out Carl and, and hit him in the nose. <laughs> yeah. But this is why, to some degree, no you know, Fre French prefers uh, this is the picture of the cottage of Sam, Jill, John, and Mary, right. which I think is a lot easier. And now we're going to move on. Well, this is the one though that I think sounds wrong. Going back to the, the possessive. Okay, is this right or wrong? Okay, your wife and my wife and I's cottage. Oh. My wife and I's cottage. <laughs> that just sounds terrible, but people say it all, all the time. Probably because whatever the alternative is also sounds kind of ridiculous. Now, here we go, Fletcher. This is where <laughs> we get really sort of picky. And it's annoying as anything. Technically speaking, you can make an argument that... My wife and I's cottage is linguistically correct. Very technically. Kat and I have talked about this at length. You go back and forth. Because what you're really saying is it's a my wife and I is what's called a genitive um it's a genitive it's a genitive marker eyes. The, my wife and I is a unit. My wife and uh, my wife's 
cottage, my wife and I's cottage. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I see what you're saying, and, and I understand that that is an argument one could make. <laughs> it sounds bizarre, I've got to admit, but yeah, technically, yeah, it's it's okay. But you would never use eyes anywhere else. No, you would never use I mean, eyes have... anywhere else. Could, could you say? No. Could you say my wife and me's cottage? No. <laughs> no. What's the difference? No, it, we're talking. We're talking about a noun. I mean, we're actually. I mean, it's a it's a noun phrase that goes into the genitive. The noun phrase. The noun, and it's a subject. My wife and I is. It belongs to me. That we have to go through this more now. I'm trying to think, Kath, what do you think? Okay, my wife and I is the is the noun. It's the noun. My wife it's and me phrase. is not the noun. Why can't my wife and me be the noun? Because you don't. You would say, I am having the dinner, not me am having the dinner. Yeah, you're right. Kathy is right. Me don't own the house. It's subject. It's a noun phrase. It's, it's subjective. My wife and I is the subject. And then the possessive comes after that, as after the noun phrase. Then it becomes, it's a syntactic con- constituent of my wife and I. And Kathy is right. Okay. But that said, you would never say, you're right, you would never say, I mean, most people would not say my wife and I's. I mean, people do, but I, I, I mean, most people would say my wife and my, my wife's and my right. house. Or what are we, is it a house? What are, what are we owning here? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a house or a cottage. But I, I, I will go back to what we were saying at the very beginning of that, which is that, uh, or at least what I was saying, which is that they both sound kind of off my wife's and my mm-hmm. my wife's and my house sounds weird and so does my wife and i's house mm-hmm. i would say our house well sure <laughs> yeah i would say i think the standard i think the standard would be my wife's and my house is what you would say my wife's and my that yeah. that that's the only one out of all of these that sounds correct to me even though it sounds a little weird mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say our house. That case. Yes, yes, yeah. e- exactly. Now, uh, um, okay. I mean, I guess you're working hard to convince me that technically my wife and I's could be correct, or there's an argument to be made for it. Yes, I, I absolutely resist that. I, I'm, yeah, I would too. I, I'm not okay with other people using it, and I would never, <laughs> ever, ever use it. I completely agree. I, I think we, we do actually do. We were just talk. We're talking technically making an argument that you may be able to do but I, I we agree now interesting though if you flip it if you flip it and make it i and my wife's house no that's even worse I'm thinking, never mind no i am my wife's house i like i am here at my wife's house i know i know i think we should just forget it and like sell the house it's the top of the market anyway I'm, I'm just getting ten. This is now okay. Should I, should Ross? Do you want this? Is the next one that drives no, people crazy? Keep, keep okay, going. Get Fletcher, Fletcher even tenser. Okay. This is another. This is another. We're doing more with the S apostrophe S. But now, okay. What if? Okay, let's take the playwright Euripides. Mm-hmm. So, how would you refer to his play, The Trojan Woman? Women, excuse me. Would you say Euripides is <laughs> the Trojan women? Women? I mean, you. Euripides apostrophe S, the Trojan women? Okay, are you asking how I would verbalize that or how I would write that? Write it. It, it depends on w- which style guide I'm using because I think the, a- mm. the AP style is probably different from uh, some other style, and I can't remember which is which right now. I believe AP wants you not to put the, ap- the S after the apostrophe, but 
there mm. there are others that would prefer that you do, and so you have s apostrophe s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of depends on on what style you're supposed to be writing in. I, now, me me personally, I kind of like the s apostrophe s when you're talking about a singular that ends in s. That's just me. I'm with you. Yeah. That's that's I I I do that. I'm a, I'm an apostrophe s girl. I totally am. I, I but here it. we go though. The Times Manual of Style <laughs> says. You, with classical names only, you don't add the apostrophe S, only the apostrophe. Same with Jesus and Moses, biblical names. Or this is one of the Times Manual of Styles. Yeah, but, but no, but Chicago Manual of Style says, <laughs> it used to say that, but now it says to do like apostrophe S, like Moses's, M-O-S-E-S apostrophe S. <laughs> Moses's toes or So it'd be you Ripides's, Jesus's, Moses's, Ramses's, <laughs> Socrates's. <laughs> yeah, I think this is an enormous uh, battle that's going on right now. There, I don't think there there's a correct, you know, a, an overall correct or incorrect way on this because a lot of different style guides say different things on this. I mean, it really is a, a huge deal right now. Well, that when you said that, that's what really got Kathy and and, uh, and me going because we started looking at the at the style guides and then some of them say that if the name ends in S, but you don't pronounce the S, like uh, Descartes. Uh-huh. Now, what do you do there? They're saying if you don't <laughs> pronounce the S in the name, you don't write a possessive S. So you say Descartes' philosophy and you do uh, D-E-S-C-R-A-T-E-S apostrophe because you don't pronounce that last S. So we said, okay, that's good. Then, I think, I forget which one of us said, now, what about if you do pronounce it, like, what about Versailles? So if we say Versailles Palace or, you know, the whatever, or Versailles something. Versailles Grounds. There you go. Versailles Grounds, we would say, we would just do the apostrophe because if we're in Versailles, France. However... What if we're in, spell the same, Versailles, Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> or we the one that we had the most fun with was uh, Des Moines. Right. Because you don't pronounce that. But, and this is what really got me, what if you're in, I, I didn't, Kathy told me this uh, a couple of days ago, because there's a Des Moines, I said there's a Des Moines, Washington too, isn't there? And Kathy said, well, it's spelled Des Moines. But it's pronounced Des, Mo- Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. No, no, I just looked it up here. Bellevue Reporter says no. Bellevue Reporter says people from Bellevue call it Des Moines. But people outside, but people in Des Moines, Washington oh, they say Des, Des Moines. Des? I, I didn't know they pronounced it Des. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I know. I thought I would get you on that one. They said all most Washingtonians think it's Des Moines, but in Des Moines, Washington, they pronounce it Des Moines. We're getting away from the apostrophe, but what do we do there? Well, so. since you say the S at the end, I guess you put. Uh, I mean, in in this in this style manner, uh, I guess you would put the apostrophe S after. So Des it would Moines. be Des Moineses. Des Moineses. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it all seems so arbitrary anyway because there are going to be other style guides that say something different. Yeah, yeah. I personally think we should all stick with apostrophe s on everything. I'm not kidding. I think that I think that just apply a blanket rule. Everything's apostrophe s, and just don't worry about the pronunciation. People will correct you. 
That's that's my theory. I think it's easier. Yeah, I sort of blame it on the Anglo-Saxons because I mean they used to not have the apostrophe. They just had like es at the end. They would tack on es on everything. And then as people got anti, I guess I shouldn't blame it on the Anglo-Saxons. I should blame it on the followers of them. They got rid of the e, and then they started putting a, a apostrophe in. Mm-hmm. I, I just think I, I think we should get rid of them completely. Unlike Kathy, I don't think we should do it. I hate them. Anyway, I think that then we should say the plays of Euripides. I think let's, let's go back to that construction. Is that what you're saying? Instead of Euripides is no, I think we'll just say just Euripides is plays, and then don't put a, a apostrophe s. Just put an, an s on it. But it has or an e-s. s. No, e s. Okay. I don't. So everything don't gets know. an e s. Yeah. Like a plural. So the possessive yeah. is the same as a plural. Is what you're saying? That's a problem too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but then, I mean, I don't know. I, the problem is, is apostrophes, it just, I mean, then you know, of course, the thing that drives me crazy is the gro. you've heard of the grocer's apostrophe. When people, we go into the plurals, think that to make a plural, they make it apostrophe S. Right. And, and so, so many people, saying, of like, course, cats. do. Yeah. I that is one I don't understand how and why it became such a common thing, because it's, Adding an S is such a straightforward, you know, it's just you put an S on it. Mm-hmm. Why this this need to throw in the apostrophe? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand, but it's 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 really getting common. It's very, very strange. I'm going to ask you guys, what are, what are the only, probably the only two times it is correct to use an apostrophe for a plural? They're generally considered two times. I, the one one that I can think of that I still don't that I still think is wrong, but I see it everywhere is when you're talking about a decade like the Roaring Twenties, when it's actually two zero. I see two zero apostrophe s all the time. I mean, I, I, me, I think it should be apostrophe two zero s, but that's not what I see a lot of the time. I actually agree. I like this is interesting because that's something I I always get confused as what's the correct way to do decades. I do it without a, without an apostrophe. But I always see it with an apostrophe. You're right, as in 60 apostrophe S, not 60 S, which is, I would do the latter. The general rule with, with uh, decades or centuries is that the Brits, the British tend not to use the apostrophe. The Americans tend to use it. But it's just a matter, like as Fletcher was saying earlier, it's a matter of standard. And then the other time when it's almost always considered generally correct to use an apostrophe for plural is mind your P's and Q's, mm. dot your T's, I mean, dot your I's, not dot your T's, dot your I's and cross your T's. And while you're at it, watch your R's? Yes. <laughs> Roll your R's. <laughs> the other one now, I, 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 this is something I'm not sure about either. I, I was, a, as a former Seattleite, I followed the M's, much to my chagrin, but that's beside the point. And I always typed M's M-S, not M apostrophe S. Then I noticed the MLB always did it with the apostrophe. Yeah, well, and A's, like the, yeah, the Oakland A's are always apostrophe S. Yeah. So is that because it's, it's a contraction, not a plural, I guess, right? No, it's, it's also a plural. But it's an apostrophe. Follow, I, I mean, it's oh, a contraction. No, no, it's a contraction for athletics. Contraction, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So I always did it wrong for the M's. They always did it wrong too. They <laughs> the going to say that. <laughs> a little bitter. <laughs> I feel like one thing I, I think uh, we all uh, probably agree on uh, that we should acknowledge um, because people are wondering why we haven't brought it up yet is it's. 
it's of course the possessive is ITS. There's no apostrophe at all, but of, of course we see it written IT apostrophe S all the time. Mm-hmm. And that that one's weird. Like, is there another one where you actually get rid of an apostrophe to make a possessive? Well, first of all, we don't have the it can own something, but you know he she they can own something too. And we don't use an well, apostrophe. Well, personal pronouns they don't have apostrophes. That's what I'm saying. There's no personal. Yeah. There's ours, hers, yours. He, she, and, and they own something, but we don't have, like, he's. I guess it's just a little stranger because it's it, it actually ends with that S, it's. I mean, it, it changes mm-hmm. from it to it's, and, and we don't have that apostrophe. I mean, that, that, mm-hmm. that, is, that is weird. It is. And there's a lot of debate why it, why it happened. Um, basically, the debate goes, no one really, no one really knows. <laughs> That's so. what I was going to say. Everything, Because I, I got curious about it. I looked it up, and some people said, oh, uh, typesetters, just, they're just uh, printers just didn't do it. Other people say it's, it's, it's because of, uh, they said that they got rid of it because it's was already used as a contraction of it is, mm-hmm. which doesn't make, so, doesn't, that doesn't apply. I mean, like, so what, right? I think it's one of those mysteries we're never going to really know. I think it's natural. I think it probably seems natural because we have the dog's uh, bowl and we do apostrophe. And we think we previously used to think of dog as an it, although if you own a dog, you certainly don't. But I think then you would just you would just extrapolate that and then just do it, you know, its bowl or whatever, not thinking that it's wrong because it seems natural. But then because it's already a contraction for it is, grammarians tell you don't do it because you're going to confuse it i mean it is bowl or it's bowl what's the difference you have to that's like who's and who who's and who's yeah you know oh right yeah who's that that's another one that's really confusing yeah right i mean i think it just happens uh, one thing that i found interesting when i was just like looking into the it's thing is autocorrect has a tendency to correct uh default to it apostrophe s for some reason Mm mm-hmm which is odd, because I would think you would use it's as in it is more commonly than, no. Yeah, that's the whole point. Actually, on a final note, we were, we've talked a lot about apostrophes, and we've all agreed that they're a little bit idiosyncratic, and do they really matter? And then Kathy and I both found something really rather horrifying. A missing apostrophe in a Facebook post could cost a real estate agent in Australia tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> a court ruled on a defamation case on this. The agent uh, appeared to... Do, do you want to hear it, Fletcher? Absolutely. I... This is the, I love this kind of thing. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think... I don't think Anthony Savadric does. He accused another... Uh, his former employer at a real estate agency of not, repaying, of not paying retirement funds. Here's the issue. He wrote a post which said, oh, Mr. Uh, employer, selling multi-million dollar homes in Pearl Beach, but can't pay his employees. Okay, I'm saying employees. Mm-hmm. Um, E-M-P-L-O-Y-E-E-S. Right. No apostrophe. Superannuation, which is uh, retirement. So I'm going to repeat it. Oh, Mr. Mr. Uh, boss. Selling multi-million dollar homes in Pearl Beach, but can't pay his employees' retirement. Now, what happened there? He did not use an apostrophe. The lack of an apostrophe indicated, and the guy sued him for libel, that he's not paying any employee Mm -hmm. retirement funds. Mm -hmm. 
he meant to say his his employee one employee which would have been a uh, apostrophe wow and so so ex exploding that that accusation into every employee has made it so right. that he could very well lose the libel suit. Right. Yeah. There's Woo. a defamation claim against him. Who knows what's going to happen? Be careful. So it, it pays. <laughs> Watch those apostrophes. Mr. Yes, and Mrs. out there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous. This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. <laughs>